you ever wondered what it would be like to learn how to become a really awesome baker, making your own sourdough bread and enjoying that incredible smell of a freshly baked loaf as it comes out of the oven? I'm interior stylist Lauren Keenan, and in today's episode, we chat to two people who have been upskilling during the lockdown as part of a major trend towards baking at home during the pandemic, specifically sourdough. Our social feeds have been full of people attempting loaves of that chewy, sour, fancy fresh bread during 2020. And so we thought we'd find out whether it's as hard as it looks. So let's get into it. This is At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. Hey there, it's a sidekick. Producer Scott Keenan here. You're much more than that, Scotty. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. How are you today? Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, and we've got all of that coming up in a sec, but first we're kicking off the show with some recommendations from Lauren's lovely list. I love the idea of starting with something positive and hearing what you're loving right now. I wanted to give people a bit of a taster for what they could expect if they were to sign up to my emails, the lovely list. So I've picked three things this week that I'm really enjoying I wanted to share with you. The first one is candles, and I'm really excited because I've tracked down my favourite ever candle, which is by a brand called PF Candle Co., and the scent is called teakwood and tobacco. This stuff is like, you know, black gold at the moment. It's very hard to get your hands on because it's made in LA. So ah. there's not a lot of um, stock making its way out to Australia at the moment. But I found a store in Melbourne, actually, who was selling them. So <laughs> in hard lockdown. Felt really good. <laughs> no, well, it's an online store, but I felt really good uh, supporting a Melbourne small business. Absolutely. And um, yeah, can't wait to uh, get the get that one lit and uh, enjoy the fragrance at home. It's a really cozy, warm smell. So encourage people to uh, get on the candle wagon. Yeah. And a lot of things are hard to get at the moment, aren't they? Longer lead times for a a lot of things, particularly if they're coming from outside of Australia. It is something that I'm experiencing a lot with clients at the moment, availability of stock. So it's definitely something to to bear in mind if you're working with a designer or even if you're shopping on your own that, you know, there are longer lead times um, just given the way that products are moving around the country at the moment and, and how they're being imported from overseas. Now, the second thing I'm loving this week is a podcast, which will make you happy because you're always happy to hear about me listening to podcasts. Um, And it's called Second Life. Uh, It's an American podcast. There's a huge back catalogue of episodes. And this podcast is a weekly podcast where it's an interview with a successful woman. Some of these women are really well known, so it might be someone like Reese Witherspoon, or it she's might, kicking massive goals. She is. Um, some of them might be interior decorators or authors, just people who are doing really well in business. But the idea is that they talk about um, how they got to be doing what they're doing now. Uh, And many of them have had a second life in their career. They may have started out doing something else and they've sort of transitioned into this new working life. It's just a really great, inspiring podcast to listen to. It was a really interesting listen, the one with Reese. but I'd also encourage people to just dip into the episodes, you know, that are with people that you may not have heard of before, because I've actually found them to be probably more interesting um, because they haven't got their stardom to kind of push them along. It's been a really hard slog. So it's Great podcast, Second Life it's called. I agree. Now that sounds good. Check it out. And um, what else are you loving right now? Look, this one's just a bit of a little fun one, but I'm always looking for Instagram accounts that I can follow that just tell me about lovely, good things that are happening in the world because I'm just sick of watching the news at the moment. Yeah, so there's an account called Tanks Good News, uh, and I'm sure we'll pop, pop that in the show notes, won't we? Yep. Just a lovely reminder about 
all the good people there are in the world and what people do to help each other. If you need a little uplifting, definitely check that one out. You can get more recommendations from Lauren straight into your inbox. Just go to laurenkeenan.com.au and sign up for the lovely list. What's the sort of stuff that you'll share there? I share all of my favorite things every month. So I make a little curated selection of the things that I'm really into. So it could be podcasts, it could be books, could be um, new products for your home or really inspiring interiors and architecture that I'm loving and getting inspo from for my work. Sounds good. So to sign up, go to laurenkeenan.com.au and sign up for the lovely list. So welcome if you're new to the podcast. Anyone that's listened before knows that I head up Lauren Keenan Home, which is my interior design and styling business here in Sydney. And I work with people all over Australia to help them create a home that they love. And this is an independent podcast with new episodes at 8am on Saturday mornings, Australian Eastern Standard Time, usually every couple of weeks. So we've got something fun and interesting for you to listen to across your weekend. You can listen to the show anytime. It's streaming live at laurenkeenan.com.au in our podcast player. Or you can subscribe now in your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. Now, this is exciting. Let's get to our guests and find out what it's like to learn how to bake sourdough bread. We've got Tracy Kirby from Tassie, who's actually been caught up in some of the lockdowns in Victoria and is a keen baking student. And food blogger Jenny Wong, who you can find at Do on Instagram. I think Jenny should have a great benchmark for what good sourdough actually tastes like because she spends a lot of her time eating at some of Sydney's best cafes and restaurants. So let's take a listen. Thanks, both of you, uh, for joining us. I'm wondering how you would both describe your cooking skills generally pre-COVID, pre-lockdown. Uh, mine aren't very good. <laughs> mine aren't very good. <laughs> Why I, do you say that, Tracy? Well, I, just, I cook for necessity and uh, most of the time you're, you're rushed with cooking, so you're just grabbing what's in the fridge and just, you know, keeping it pretty basic. When I have time on the weekends, I like to, you know, get a nice recipe and, and follow it. But I don't have a lot of confidence mm-hmm. because um, I'm self-taught. You know, like I, my mother hated cooking, so she never taught me. So you talked about cooking for necessity. Did you ever yeah. get into pastries or desserts or things like that, or is it more just well, meals for the family? Yeah, I, out of necessity. Again, out of necessity, I bake cakes for birthdays. And when you have a child, you have to bake. Otherwise, you're buying shop-bought ones, which aren't nearly as nice. That's how I found um, Annika's bake class book because her recipes always worked for me where other recipes I stuffed up somehow. <laughs> and <laughs> What about you, Jenny? Yeah, I would say I was average because, um, I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I run my own blog and um, I went out a lot. I worked a full-time job. I didn't have a lot of time and, you know, we had the luxury of, you know, going out to eat a lot. And, um, yeah, so it was pretty average. My savouries were better than my sweets. Every time I tried to bake, it never turned out. The only thing I can could could make um, before the course was carrot cake. So, um, yeah, pretty average. It's always a crowd pleaser, a good carrot yeah. cake. <laughs> but anything more complicated than that, it's just it never turned out, you know, and I didn't really understand why and I got really frustrated actually, which led me down um, well. Annika's six-month course actually. So, Oh, wow. Mm. Excellent. And so you decided to tackle baking during the lockdown. Why Why baking? Why not um, some sort of craft or something, some other creative pursuit, photography? Or, or, or just binging Netflix. Or Netflix. <laughs> for um, lockdown, it was just before, the six months before lockdown, I actually did Annika's six-month baking course. So, And we learned the basics of bread. And I actually really love just 
making basic bread and then um her sourdough course came up and i read a blog it was called um it was some someone from uh new orleans artisan bride it's really it's a fantastic blog it was only about sourdough and i thought okay if i've done annika's course for six months you know i thought well maybe i could do you know read this recipe and understand it I read it. I didn't actually understand all of the terminology, you know, on sourdough, you know, leaven and sada. I thought, what the hell is that? And I knew it was going to take me ages <laughs> to work it out. And I thought, well, I know what Annika's um, teaching style is like. It's pretty easy to understand. I'll just commit to that three or four days we did, you know, online. And plus I had a lot of flour <laughs> in my house. And there's not much you could do. I mean, photography, I already know. I do a lot of photography as part of my blog. And, you know, and I thought, you know, let's do something that's useful in terms of, you know, if you can eat it and enjoy it with family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep giving. Yeah. So what about you, Tracy? Why did you why did you pick baking? Well, you can only eat so much cake and I was interested in yeah. savory baking. <laughs> and I did um I did Annika's foundations of baking course online and um her science of baking course online and she explains everything. Like it's a real science baking. You have to have the mm. right ingredients. Um, in the right quantities and and I was the same I was doing sourdough myself like I tried making my own starter sort of gave up on it some a friend gave me her starter then at least I knew what a starter was supposed to look like and then I tried <laughs> my own again but I didn't realize that temperature was so important and I'm in Launceston yeah. and it's freezing cold and yeah. my starter took a long time to get going because right. yes, it needs yeah. the right yeah. temperature and these are the things that Annika explains to you. And the other thing is I was the same looking at blogs and looking at sourdough bakers on Instagram, but everyone's got their own unique way of doing it and explaining it and, and it gets very confusing, um, mm. you know, all the different information. So, and, and I suppose that's one of the good things about having to having done this in, um, in lockdown is that instead of doing it in a, in a, in a classroom, in perhaps in Rosebury with Annika or, or someone else, a different school, you're actually getting to be able to do it in your kitchen with your your utensils, your your temperatures and your oven. And so you're I guess you're getting to work in that environment, you're gonna be cooking it all the time. That's right. That's yeah, what's that's so great, great about the online course. I did I love that part of it. And plus you you do still feel like you're in a class because well, with the sourdough one particularly, because we had our own closed Facebook group and we were all posting photos of our success and failure and sharing yeah. with each other. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those recipes. Like if you read it online, if you if you don't get it right, it takes it takes a long time, you know, to do sourdough. And if you don't get it right, that's you've wasted a lot of time. So you want to learn it properly properly the first time round um, by an expert. Yeah, how how long did it take you to sort of get on top of it and to actually make something that tasted good? Um, Seven days. Was I, it? <laughs> we had to wait a while for our starter to be ready. And my, me particularly, because it was so cold. But some of we had a we had one woman who was in Hong Kong, and hers was ready a lot quicker. She exploded out of the jar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that problem. <laughs> no, we, I didn't have that problem. It was so cold in Sydney that day during that course, the time we did the course as well. So I think I had a similar problem to you, Tracy. Tell us some more about what it was like learning about something so tactile um, in an online scenario. Obviously, technology is a, a huge part of our life now, but um, you know, baking is so hands-on. How did you find that learning experience when your teacher wasn't actually there with you face-to-face to feel it and to look at it up close and things like that? It's lovely. Like, sourdough is quite addictive because, yeah, I've made bread before with dried yeast and you use the dough hook in the, in the mixer. 
um, it's not nearly as fun as playing with that dough yourself. You know, you've got you've got to keep um, pulling it up, and and it starts to change, and and it smells so good, and all those sort of tactile things you do really enjoy. Um, and as far as Annika did a, you know, she showed us video of her doing it, and so you could sort of see it what she had, and then you could see other people's photos. Some people took better photos than others or, or photos that really showed you something that looked like what you had. When I did it completely on my own, I had no idea whether mine looked like it was supposed to look or felt like it was supposed to feel or smelt like it was supposed to smell, you know, those sort of things. If it went wrong, you knew why it went wrong as well. I actually found um, the online learning environment uh, pretty good for sourdough because you have to wait. There's a lot of waiting time. Um, you know, waiting and coming back and, and um, yeah, I thought it went pretty well. I think it's also really good. I've read somewhere that sourdough, I think, predates, you know, uh, through something originated 3,700 BC using, um, you know, sourdough as a livener for bread. Yep. You know, it's a pretty ancient um, method in making bread dough. So it's actually, you know, it was good to learn. Did you have any um, major fails or successes along the way? Um, it was too cold <laughs> trying to get the sourdough. <laughs> That's, that was, yes. If you don't get that right first, you know, it's, um, yeah, that's the first thing you've got to get right first, the starter. And that requires a warm environment, does it, for it to sort of um, uh, ferment, doesn't it? Yeah, preferably the right temperature. And, and then what about actually, um, you know, uh, bringing the bread together and, and kneading it and rolling it out and actually, you know, your first bake, what, what happened when you stuck it in the oven and sat outside the oven door looking at it longingly and thinking, just 10 more minutes, please, 10 please more cook. minutes, and then, you know, it came. What, what happened? Well, my first one, so we we had enough to bake two. Um, my first one, when I looked at the oven, I thought, it's not rising. And um, that's when I realised it might have been too cold and my starter didn't, or I didn't prove the bread long enough. It didn't sit there long enough. It was just too cold. That was the first time. The second time I did it, yeah, it was much better. The dough is very wet dough and it's very hard to um, – handle and so yeah it was really like I found getting it out of the containers and onto the tray and that then it would look a mess <laughs> and um, <laughs> but I was pretty lucky with it rising and tasting even though it didn't look as good as those pictures you see on Instagram it still tasted great the hardest thing was waiting the nothing hour nothing looks as good as it does on Instagram <laughs> in real life yeah that's right <laughs> the hardest thing was waiting. When you get it out of the oven, we were told to wait an hour before you cut it up and eat it. That was the hardest thing. <laughs> but, but I, I, was, I was amazed. At, I was quite successful. I was pretty amazed at how it tasted just That's like. That's great. And are you guys, um, do you prefer to toast it or have it fresh? What's the condiment of choice? Oh, oh, definitely fresh. fresh, but straight out of the oven. Yeah. yeah. Lots of butter. Flashings <laughs> of butter. Yeah. Flashings of butter. That's right. Yeah. It sounds like you had a pretty good experience, right? So is it the sort of thing that you would maybe try again with a different type of course or that you recommend other people to have a crack at? I yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's my third one and I've really enjoyed it. Probably helps if you understand a little bit of the basics of making bread to begin with before you move on to sourdough. But, you know, if you wanted to have a crack at it first go, you know, why not? And, Jenny, you're a, f a food blogger as well, so you must have eaten some fantastic sourdough. Where's the best place do you think you've had some great sourdough? Recently, um, you know, with New South Wales lifting restrictions to go regional, um, I went down to Berry in mid-June and there's this restaurant called um, South of Albany. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's in the heart of Berry, and um, it's casual fine dining and they have some of the 
you know, amazing local produce in their meals. And one of the sandals actually berry sourdough. If you're ever down that way, that's, I, I really recommend that sourdough. Yeah. Yeah. And we love that part of the world. So we'll yeah. have to check that one out. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you reckon your sourdough stacks up against uh, that one? Then? Long way to go. <laughs> long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. It must be nice to know what you're looking for then, because you can start to, I guess, tell the difference. You know, you've eaten plenty, but, you know, being able to know what goes into it as well is, is quite nice being able to sort of um, enjoy that and think think about it in, in, in that way. And I suppose, you must now have a bit more insight, Jenny, into the the process and the effort that goes into making some of the great food at our top restaurants and cafes. Yeah, yeah. The other one, um, in, but more closer to home, is Iggy's. Um, Iggy's sourdough in Bronte. Yeah. yeah. And I actually wondered how do they do mass production of sourdough, where it took took us ages, like seven days, to make one sourdough. How do they make thousands of it? And there was actually a YouTube about how Iggy's make their um, sourdough. It's a um, it's a big room that's temperature-controlled and it's actually really fascinating if you ever get a chance to watch it. And um, a lot of the restaurants in Sydney stock their sourdough, which is apparently one of the best as well. I think we actually ate some on the weekend <laughs> from Iggy's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Tracy, have you gotten, um, once you nailed sort of the, the basics of sourdough, have you found yourself getting a little bit more adventurous with the things that you might add to it? Because there's, you know, there's soy and linseed, there's lots of different ways that you can make sourdough. Have you had a go at any of those sorts of things yet? Not yet because it's been interrupted by me coming here. And our, I actually found it good to just repeat the recipe a few times so I really got the hang of it and knew exactly what I was doing. But, yeah, once I do that, I can't wait to, yeah, try different things. The group's still quite active, the Facebook group, and a lot of us are sharing recipes and um, trying things out. The other thing you have is sourdough discard, and we've got, like, lots of sourdough discard recipes where you're learning to make mm. crumpets. I've tried making crumpets and um, chocolate chip cookies with the discard so it's it sort of opens up a whole lot of so do you mean do you mean the off cuts that you're not using in the, in the tin yeah because you've got to you treat your starter like no you, you starter you treat treat it like a baby and you have to keep feeding it and looking after it <laughs> indefinitely every time you feed it you remove you remove some um, of the starter and put fresh water and, and flour in and so you, you don't want to just throw that away all the time you look for recipes to use it and, um, yeah, I found crumpets are a good way to use it because you can use quite Homemade a lot. Homemade crumpets sounds great. So good. Have you been oh. doing that too, Jenny? No. I've only, this is one hit wonder for me. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to find <laughs> I haven't had a chance for another seven days to remake it all. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sound like you've both had a lot of fun with it and, um, yeah, we congratulate you for, for, for doing that in lockdown, <laughs> learning a new skill and um, hopefully taking it forth and sharing lots of great sourdough with your families and friends into the future. Thank you very much. Well, thanks again and, and stay well, both of you, and uh, it was great to hear about your adventures in sourdough. Great. Thank you. Well, that sounds very interesting and surprisingly very doable. I'm really impressed that they've both been able to get their head around it and get the technique right and just end up with some yummy bread at the end of the classes. Yeah, as they were saying, everybody's kitchen is different and all the utensils and gear that they use is different. So to be able to learn in that environment and come up with some great uh, bread at the end, you know, props to both of them. Now, Jenny has sent us some photos of the bread that she made during the course and you can check those out on our socials uh, and on the website, laurenkeenan.com.au. So thanks very much to Jenny and Tracy for catching up with us and sharing their experiences. 
And thanks again also to Annika Manning from Bay Club, who we spoke to last week. All her contact details are on our website, laurenkeenan.com.au, if you're interested in taking one of her classes. And remember, you can get in touch with me at any time on the socials or on my website. Just search Lauren Keenan Home. And next week on the show, we go green and bring you the latest trends in plants for your home with Alana Langan from Ivy Muse. Plants, especially indoor plants, are a major trend right now. As well as looking good, they've got heaps of health benefits as well. So in the next episode, we're going to focus on cultivating well-being with plants and talk about some of the great ways that you can show them off with pots, stands and other accessories for your home. Ivy Muse has a store in Melbourne, so they've been affected by the lockdowns in Victoria, but they're still doing business and you can check out their creations, collections and plant services at ivymuse.com.au. I can't wait to get into that with you next week, but in the meantime, stay safe, stay positive and we'll catch you on the next episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. 